church lately. <laughs> well, there's not much sense in my going to church. Do you remember one time when we were small, we were out here? It was from right over there. I jumped out at you from behind the tree, and Grandpa got all excited. And he wow, this popcorn is really good out there. Much better than when I make it. Alvar is most pleased that friend Johnny's enjoying the movie night snack. Yeah, it's perfect. And the butter's just right, too. Usually it either comes out dry as a carpet or just swimming in butter. But, friend John, the dryness of the carpet is a thing that is most variable, is it not? Yes, alright, that was like a week ago, and I said I was sorry. I didn't know you were titrating coffee in a giant crate. Why would I think that? I thought it might be that noise-canceling wallpaper I ordered. But yes, I should have checked before opening it. I wasn't expecting a live chemistry experiment in the Room of Living, is all. Yes! Alvar should perhaps have found a different location for his experimentings into the brewing of the optimal Cup of Joseph. But the 1600-liter test chamber was only visiting for the afternoon, and Alvar had not expectation that Fred John would return so early in his work cycle. It was of great surprise to Alvar. To you and me both. But hey, the cleaning service did a great job. You can hardly see the coffee level mark on the wall now. Indeed. And a beige rug is considered most soothing according to Alfar's studies. So there was no harm or foulness. Right. And hey, it smelled great for a couple days, didn't it? If you like coffee anyway. And Fred John does like the coffee. That he does. Anyway, I've learned my lesson about unexpected boxes. Something that says I should have at least knocked first to see if anyone was inside before I opened it up. or there will be a great spilling! <laughs> this is the friend John. Hello, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and Althar is promising that in the future he will be clearly labeling his experiments. So there will be no unexpected liquids in the room of living. Unless John is accidentally apprehending the glimpse of Althar. <laughs> thanks, buddy. And thanks again for making the popcorn. It really is fantastic. Even after sitting in the butter, it still keeps its texture, not soggy or oily at all. How did you do it? The popcorns must be fresh. This is the first consideration. Also, the fresh water ones are of inferior quality and are thus to be avoided. Fresh water? Althar, popcorn isn't seafood. It's corn. Uh, seeds? Uh, it's corn, anyway. It just doesn't look like normal corn because it bursts when it gets hot which is what makes it so light and fluffy and easy to eat, which is why I usually end up stuffing myself with an entire bowl. Fred John is both correct and incorrect. This is the sea corn. So it is both corn and food of the sea. And because it is not the freshwater kind, no addition of salt is needed for maximal tastiness. Sea corn? Is that a thing? It is indeed, Fred John. Alvar believes it is similar to your earth sea cucumber, but corn. <laughs> really? Well, it tastes just like old-fashioned earth corn. And it is an excellent source of the riboflavin. The butter is most nutritious also. It is made from cheese milk. Uh, just cheese, Alvar. Cheese is always made from milk, so you don't need to say... Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Please tell me there wasn't an apostrophe in there. Is this from Chi? It 
done. She is providing a special milk most suited to the popcorns. This milk is regurgitated from cheese dorsal urethral pore. Uh, 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 Activating. Please define the nature of your emergency so countermeasures may be deployed. Wait, what? What's going on? Oh, it is the new system of house security. House, there is no emergency. Thanking you. Detected distress does not require response. Understood. Monitoring. At this time, it is only recognizing Althar. But tomorrow, a new non-human technician will make arrival to connect the Illudium Command Modulator. And then there will be voice control for friend John also. And much safety in the home. Yeah, this isn't making me feel all that safe, Althar. Just what kind of countermeasures does this thing have? Oh, there are a great variety, friend John. It can be making temporary sealant in case of hull breach, or extinguishing the flames that are not intended for relaxation purposes, or even incapacitating the intruder who intends a violence. Although, in this last case, Althar would of course first attempt reasoning with them. Okay, the whole breach thing is nice, but do we really need all these- oh, and Althar has made springing for the detachment and navigation upgrade. So, if all else is failing, Sweet Sea can now have function for short periods as the autonomous space-going vessel. And if Fred John should ever again experience the misfortune of a deep space float, Althar can make deployment of this system to be retrieving him. Oh, wow. Althar, that's... I really appreciate that. I mean, here's hoping we won't need it, but thank you. Hey, remember when you were watching a movie and then you couldn't be bothered to watch it anymore? Why not buy some pretzels while we're all waiting? Everyone loves pretzels. It's been proven with 97% accuracy. By science! We can add a special value pack pretzel suitcase collection to your video ticket right now. For the low, low price... Right, no, no, cancel the pretzels. Even better, you can subscribe. You'll get our hand-picked selection of delectable, salty, crunchy pretzels delivered right to your door. No pretzels! Thank you. No. How about some plant food? Our sensors indicate a fair amount of plant material in your vicinity. They need proper nutrition to stay all green and leafy, don't they? For just a few credits a month. Uh, no, no, no more offers. Ugh. You know, speaking of plants, I've been meaning to say good job with those. They really brighten up the place. But... Alpha was not purchasing these plants, friend John. You weren't? That's... odd. Mm -hmm. You don't think... Okay, looks <sighs> like it's just a plant. I'm not crazy though, you were thinking it too, right? There was indeed. <laughs> But it appears these fears were unfounded, and these are plants in only the literal sense. A great relief. But then, how were they arriving? Maybe the cleaning agency left them? To kind of distract from any of the stains they couldn't quite get out? Ah, oh, a most plausible theory, friend John. Hmm, alright. I guess we should get back to the movie before Hecknet tries to sell us something else. Frenchon, before the entertainment is resuming, Althar wishes to make sure he is understanding the plot. It is the story of a sporting contest, yes? Like the hiding and seeking? 
But with violence and carpentry. Uh, no, it, it's a horror movie. You wanted something appropriate for Halloween, right? Hmm. Night of the Living Dead is a classic. Plus, I thought you might like it because we were talking about humans using art to examine our own violent tendencies. The Dead movies use the narrative device of zombie apocalypse to explore cultural and political issues. Ooh, a zombie apocalypse sounds delicious, but very sticky. Ah, no, the cocktail kind of zombie is delicious. These are zombies, as in the undead. Although I guess they're both sticky. And fun fact, they're never actually called zombies in the film. Undead? But of course they are not dead. A dead person could not be making performance in a movie. Right. Uh, no. Well, yes, but I mean, the zombie characters are what we call undead. It's a pretty popular subject for human horror stories. Humans who die, but then come back in a kind of unliving life. And usually they want to consume the living in some way. Uh, zombies tend to go for the brains. <laughs> this... This is not of such amusement, friend John. Well, sure, it's not a comedy, it's a horror movie. It's supposed to be scary. But, you know, fun scary. If you don't like it, we can watch something else, no problem. Alfred was not understanding that the clumsy team were dead! Distressed! Okay, in, in the movie they are, but it's still just human actors and makeup. We're not watching actual dead people, you get that, right? This is preferable to the alternative, but... Dead people must not walk, friend John! Except in the necrochargs, they are walking very well. But the necrochargs are only dead! They were not once alive! If they had been, then they would know that their planet smells very bad! And the flowers and ozone sprays are not helping! I'll take your word for it. It is, it is natural for living things to die, but... It is not natural for living things to die and then to stop dying, friend John! Yeah, no, it, it's fine. Nobody's doing that. That's the point. Horror movies are fun because you're getting scared about things you don't have to be scared of in real life. If we had actual zombies, we definitely wouldn't be making movies about them for fun. Listen, I can tell this was a bad idea. Why don't we just pick something else to watch? But this concept is in Elthar's thinking now, and will not remove itself. This is giving Elthar a great desire to flee, but there is nowhere to flee, because the thought is inside Elthar. Elthar is unhappy. Elthar is afraid. Elthar is... Elthar is panic, friend John. There is no emergency house. There is no. Oh crap! This doesn't recognize my voice yet. Althar. No command response detected. Initiating general distress measures. Sonic disablers engaged. Ow! What? What in the cult of Betsy's uvula is that? Sonic disablers infected. Commencing dihydrogen monoxide release. No! No, 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 no. Althar? Althar, you have to tell it to stop! 
Saturation complete. Distress continues. Protocol cannot require initiated. Alert. The Lurian Command Moderator is not connected. Engaging non-terminal plane eradication system. Wow! Oh! Hey, House! This is not secure! This is extremely insecure! Stop it! Alert. Alert. Unauthorized command access attempted. No, 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 no! Help our help! Shot the TV, so I guess we're safe from zombie movies. Friend John, other hopes you have not experienced injury. Uh, no, I'm okay. You? Other is uninjured also, but the curtain of privacy has sustained some damaging. So it is best if Friend John is not looking in this direction, please. Great. <sighs> Much calibration is most obviously needed before the system of security is increasing and not decreasing the safety of Althar and Friend John. It could use a couple of adjustments, yeah. <sighs> Although I think all that water got the last of the coffee stains out, so that's something. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Alstar, Season 2, Episode 21. They're coming to get you, Althar. And so to darkness fades this small light of hope, this faint plaint for notice from the mighty, settling so briefly with such warmth and vigor in its tenacious trip across my system status board. I'm going to put that as an alarm reset in the log. Words, words, words. Okay. Also, why is there a big yellow box where the commander's chair used to be? He's going to be really mad about that. Were you here when it was delivered? So saith the shepherd, so saith the flock. When spry breeze stirs the wind of commerce baited, and threefold forms to their respective hands are sent in triple to compass points unknown, unknown the servers, and the routes dispatched, couriers blank, and options unavailing, the wise one signs and turns his head away. Better that we onward toil, and so, in our small part, we turn the greater wheel. She's still going to be really mad? Good more... Foggy's deflected tail. Is there diludium exhaust leaking into the air supply again? Or is there actually something that looks remarkably like a large pink and yellow box in just the spot where I generally, if perhaps foolishly, anticipate seeing my chair. Amber, 
I noticed that myself, sir. But I don't know anything about it. The yellow is very cheerful, though. You know, I was actually feeling chipper on my way in this morning, so really all we had to do to keep that rolling was maintain equilibrium. Of good mood tends to stay good until it is acted upon by an external force. Although I suppose the fairgrounds always supplies its own external force sooner rather than later. <sighs> I was picturing starting my day with a quick browse through the shift logs, perched comfortably but authoritatively on the firm and welcoming cushions of my command chair. Perhaps pulling some hapless peon off some superfluous bridge panel to go pick me up a hot Aurigian press, like, say, you there! On the bat's back I fly! Double time! And have them shake it! I'm in the mood for a coffee as agitated as I am at the moment. I want my caffeine shattered. In shreds. Alright, Amber, now, about this box. Did anyone see them deliver it? Where's Stalinbot? He's not on shift this cycle, sir. He said he was taking a hangover day. But I didn't think robots got those. Oh, right. No, they don't. But any Historobots with the Russian personality template are permitted up to three disruptive expressions of mournful and or soulful discontent per year, according to their contract. It's a pity, because I think he'd enjoy this box. Insofar as he enjoys anything, he'd certainly enjoy how much it's annoying me. So is that his replacement who went for coffee? What's his deal? I'm not sure. He never gave us his name? He just said he was a Shakespearean actor bot? But he keeps mixing up his lines? I had to take him off docking comms? The pilots were getting really confused? Great. Bridge. Delphinia, hi, what? Yes, Parisian press, shaken. I know, I'm just in a mood, if, what? I don't know, some sort of actor bot? He's new to us. Seriously? No. Tell him it's Lender, not Blender. Lender. Yes, I'm certain. It's absolutely not. Neither a borrower nor a blender bee. Look, just tell him to put it on our tab and quit being weird. Maybe he's just a bad actor bot. But that doesn't make any sense. Who would deliberately program a bad actor bot? Only a complete no, Amber. A fool. A gonf. An overeducated, underqualified twit. In other words, exactly the kind of brainiac you'd expect to find on the fairgrounds design committee. Was anyone here when this box arrived? The one that's conspicuously taken the place of my command chair? Which all of you helpfully allowed me to discover on my own instead of sending a simple message? I think everyone was afraid you'd yell at them if they told you? Well, I'm yelling at you now, aren't I? So as a yell avoidance strategy, I'd say that was subpar. But you're yelling at everyone together? Not just me? So I stand by it? Fair enough. Frawl! I believe I had selected Tuesday, Commander. Oh, wait. That's from a few weeks ago. I don't want to do that one again now. Amusing as it was at the time. This is a Friday, isn't it? Let's take that again. Good morning, sir. Frawl. 
You already led with that. Now you say, would you stop that? Would you stop that? I. Damn it, Frawl! Hmm? What can I do for you, Commander? Lieutenant, do you know anything about this box? Yes. Let me rephrase. Lieutenant, do you know anything useful about this box? Yes. I asked for that. All right, Lieutenant, I would like you to tell me something about this box, and I would very much like the thing you tell me to be both readily comprehensible to the human brain and immediately useful to me personally. The box has a note attached to it, sir. I believe listening to that will go some way toward answering your question. Oh, for... where? The land unquiet, my journey made through these halls untrammeled, has fallen upon the final construct in victory, and this battered tonic I bear shall warm your heart and bones. And so, in the final couch, shall my name ring familiar in the mouth as household words, and in your shaken cup, freshly region, from this hour to the ending of the shift, we few, we happy few, we band of siblings, the fair Amber, and this trembling entity, and those who, in the back rows, seemly toil, unnoticed in their daily assignments, shall be my brothers, be they, be they ne'er so vile, um, be they ne'er so vile, uh, was I supposed to get change? I didn't. It goes on our account. Give me that. It's not borrowing when it's charged to our account, and I'm reasonably certain you're not a blender. I've always appreciated blenders, though. They're, they're so useful in form and moving. How express and admirable. Yes. Fine. Thank you. Now please sit down, shut up, and tend to your panel. All right, where's this note? Uh, there we go. <laughs> well, I know it's not from Earth Central. They spelled my name right. It's in a nice semi-formal font. Is that Bembo semi-bold? It might be. Definitely something close to the Garamond family. Very distinctive. Good creamy paper, too. Luxurious cardstock. Pleasant texture. Someone actually spent time and money on making this look nice. What's it doing here? This better not be any more Delurian shenanigans. I haven't seen Bembo in ages. It does look really good. Nice and classy. Well, let's see what's what. Hi, Commander. Can I call you, Commander? That there's the Wink Son emote. I don't love these emote cards, but the kids tell me it's how we get things done these days. And hey, we all need a little of that personal touch when we're drifting along in the lonely void of space, right? It is space! <laughs> I never get tired of that. Here, let's do it one time together. Ready? In space! Yeah, I know you probably didn't fly along with me on that one, but hey, you can replay this and give it a shot anytime you're ready. It's so much fun, and it's the little pleasures that get us all through this crazy thing called life, you know? So anyway, if 
If you do better with the face-to-face, believe me, I'm in that boat right along with you. But we use what we've got, am I right? Press continue for more. That voice. Is that Bo Several? Oh? I'm Bo Several. You may know me, I may know you. Honestly, I feel like I already do. I won't be on the fairgrounds in the personal flesh for a little while yet. I'm punching through time and space in the light barrier right now. But I wanted to get ahead of myself and make a few intros while the iron is nice and hot. Press continue for more. It is him? Ashley loves him? She'll be so excited? And hot is where we are right now, speeding your way at maximum burn. Time is money. Time is distance. No time to lose and no time like the present. I know I don't need to actually tell you this. You're busy. You're beady. You've got things going on. And I'm just both. One in a million, one in several. I may have fiery empires blazing on my tail and a subscription list as long and deep as the event horizon at Galactic Black, but you've got the fairground spread out at your fingers, waiting and ready for your next move. Pardon me saying, that is some spicy stuff. Oh. Press continue for more. Commander, is Bo flirting with you? Could we look you up on Hacknet Hots and see if you're trending hearts? I bet Bo is registered with that. Can anyone tell me who this person is? In a tree by the brook, there's a songbird who sings. By night we might the fanged dark avoid, a heart kindled safe inside our walls, our minds at rest, our metal unalloyed, but thoughts will wander whither, ah, uh, whither, uh, something balls. What has two syllables and O oh, nonny on it? Onward. From general rage alight with foulest shards, all spots and fragments, fool's cap, stinky parts, our message from the depths at last will go, don't watch this or that, just watch Bo! Anyone else? Bo Several is the host of the Bo Show? He talks about lifestyle? And politics? And has interviews? And is like a huge crazy pot jerk? Hey, don't knock Bo till you've worn his shoes. He's got serious feet. Oh, several. Oh, I've seen security flashes about a several. I thought it was pronounced Bjuks. Like it's spelled. Uh, let's see. Bjuks several. <clears throat> Bo several. Uh, alias Bjuks several. Tags, XV7Alpha, red stripe, circle, circle, dot, dot. Halt, detain, and notify. Wanted by Mebsutin Lava Folk, charge war crimes. Raptonodon Disparity, charge persuasive genocide. Inspiratron Limited, Delurian Ancillary Type 47 Corp A, charge inadequate retention of profits. Uh, there's a lot more, that's the most recent. Oh, here, at the end, notes, very friendly. Cautions, very friendly. Yes, that's him. He showed up at the Absuda Peace Summit and told them to stay frosty, cool their jets, and chill out. And then he passed around frozen sticko shots to celebrate. I'm sure that went over well. And he must be the same cragger that convinced the lost Reptonodon settlement on Roanoke 5 that if they sacrificed a season of litter eggs to appease the fertility gods, they wouldn't have to plant any crops for the next three flood moons. Totally, but everyone still loves his show. I don't get it. Brawl, 
Where's Frawl? Still here, sir. What's going on with you? You're too quiet. You know that's not what I meant. Everyone else seems to have an opinion about this Bose several, so what's yours? My opinion is that it's taking you an inordinately long time to open up this box for which he is apparently responsible. Right! The box! On some of the more structuralist planes, the box actually manifests with a sign that says MacGuffin on it. What? No, it doesn't. How would that even happen? I taped it there. On the chance you might come to visit one day, and the box still isn't open. Uh-huh. All right, to the box. Or does this card have anything else to say first? But that's enough about me. Let's wrap up the intro so you can unwrap your very own bit of bow and get your comfy on. Roses are red, loracidines are blue. If you're lost in the fog, just call out, Bow who? Like the people say, what's in the box? What's what, in what, the, what, the <laughs> I have to admit, he's got a certain style. Let's see what's... Oh, look at that. that that's quite a chair. Zooms, or all impediment seeks to furnish... <laughs> The inductive coiling is a particularly nice touch. Inductive coiling? Yes. It roots body heat through to an internal power cell where it's applied to a latent reservoir system that, well, in short, I'd surmise it can make a damn fine cup of coffee. Let me check. Yes. Very good. Not quite up to Delphinia's high bar but robust and layered, nutty and floral, in the front with end notes of vanilla bean and dark woe. Or is it the other way around? You will get the mix and brewing times about right by next Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Though Monday's mid-cycle macchiato will mark an unexpected high. Rawl, did you just put your lack of mouth around my future coffee? Of course not, Commander. That would be impractical. Not to mention unsanitary. Well, fine. Are you going to sit in it, Commander? Why would I... Oh, in the chair! It does look comfortable. I suppose... I suppose I might as well check it out before I... Oh. Oh, my. That's... Oh... Hello, Commander Toriana. Please relax while I run a few pressure point diagnostics. You somehow spelled my name right when you said it just now. That's... Oh! Yes, uh, uh, that's... Ooh. Yes, uh, ooh! No, not on the bridge, stop it! Analysis complete. Adjusting Zitzkognugan Fleischgeist receptors. And you're good. 
does that feel good or better than good? That's... yes. Oh, knows best. Please let me know if there's anything else I can do to support you today. Engage in silent mode. You alright, sir? Um, I, uh, I don't uh, know what to say. I feel like every annoyance that's been plaguing me for the past seven years has just drifted away in a bembo cloud. I feel like I feel like drinking a glass of water. It makes one wonder, doesn't it? So much discontent can be addressed by the simple solace of a truly comfortable chair, and much of the rest by not wearing pants. If you had the wherewithal to experience both, would any challenge be beyond human reach? will never wave the same bow several is on his way to the fairground so you'll be sitting his news and color commentary straight from the source with no delay from the relay and you know he'll have his wacky team of cohorts along for the ride because several is never alone and as you know your rocks and you rolls bow is never gonna give you up he is never gonna let you down bow is never gonna run Oh, count on this. We here are never coming back to life once we leave it. No zombies, no sombrero. And here's a treat. One lucky new subscriber, this week only, wins a special breakfast with Bo at the morning nook of your choice. If you dare, take the Bo Pancake Challenge. True living only, no one dead allowed. Can you eat more pancakes than Bo several while breathing? No, no, Nanette, you cannot. But go on, try your... And keep asking. The truth is out there. Just look at this vine talk of the haunch of lizard Rebo Galactic here tripping over a carpet at the Lizard Company Gala. Tripping for no reason over the edge of a carpet. <laughs> no one trips like that. Boom. Over he goes. No one trips like that. On a carpet, especially not a hunch of wealth and taste. But we know what's what we know. That's not a lizard man falling like that. That's a zombie human in a lizard suit. Look at that. No control over the tail. That's a dead guy in there. It's just like Bo said after Roanoke. They practically ask for it, and yes, you better believe, we know how <sighs> Alright, alright, tell me again. Yes, you. Y you, dearie. The little one with... I was going to say the little one with the droopy leaves and the gormless expression, but that really describes all of you, doesn't it? Um, what's your name? Yes, still you. St what's your name? Leafy. Leafy. Awful. I detest these nursery names. Oh, I suppose it's perfectly adequate. 
a little obvious maybe, but for a bunch of cliplings with barely a neuron among the plot of you, it's the sort of thing that serves its purpose. Very well. Leafy. And you like that name, do you? Leafy, yes. Uh, how many of you are named Leafy? Right. <laughs> I cringe to ask this. I'm honestly holding my stomata closed so they don't shiver and chafe. But how many of you are named Rooty? Or Stemmy? <laughs> of course. And I wish I knew this would come out differently. Truly, I do. I wish I could even pretend. But finally, Twiggy. And we are the superior beings. Then have mercy. This makes me question my stem line. It really does. I am Corky. How exciting for you. Fertilize it, Corky. Okay. All right, then. Back to work. Yes. Leafy? Yes. 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 No. Yes. No, just this one. Yes. Just this one right here. Uh, Leafy, just you, dear, just this Leafy. Do you know whom I'm addressing? You with the conceptual capacity of a blade of grass? Yes, you with the singed crispy leaves? Do you know what? No more of this nonsense. I'm giving you a proper name right now. Henceforth, you will be known as, um, Durflinux. Huh, can you remember that, Durflinux? No! What's wrong? You have a lovely grown-up name at last. But I'm not a All right, that's fair. I'm open to your feelings on the subject for about ten more seconds. Who would you say you are? Weavy? No, no, no. Now I'm going to give you one more chance here. Just one. So... Keeping in mind that I am probably never going to address you by name after today, that I am not in the calmest sunshine of mine, that I'm Rixler 37 certified to deploy lethal defoliants, what do you think I should call you? Quickly now. Rhubarb? Rhubarb? Rhubarb. But, but, Durflinux, you're not a rhubarb. You're not even a ginger. I just like the sound of it. Rhubarb. Words mean things, you know. You can't just... Oh, mulch it. Congratulations, rhubarb. Say hello to rhubarb, everyone. I guess I've dreamed about this moment. Robard, this isn't about you. We're still in a debriefing here. Now, tell me again what you saw on your reconnaissance mission. Oh, it was gruesome. It started out as a relaxing evening in the apartment. Mm -hmm. They were sitting around watching the TV, hardly moving at all. Mm -hmm. 
But then John B. invoked the powers of the dead and destroyed the room with powerful, eldritch forces. Yes, that's what you said before, and I didn't like it then either. Did you dream this, or did it actually happen? Look at my leaves! I was burned and soaked. I may have been napping a little bit, but that was part of my deep cover disguise as a plant. You are a plant. That's why it was such a good cover. I was really getting into it, too. Rhubarb, I'm going to need some more details here. I want you to tell me exactly what it was you saw last night, but don't make it too long. Omit needless words. Omit needless words. Omit needless words. You got it, Chief. Okay, so... At first, they were watching their movie, Mm. and John was eating bowls of popcorn or animal seeds. He said they were delicious. Mm-hmm. Their ruptured bodies were soaked in a pungent urine. Oh, then Algar started imitating atrocity coffee. Okay, I know that's weird. I didn't get all of that part. Okay. They agreed they didn't want pretzels. And then John struck me, but I didn't blow my cover. I remembered all my lessons, and I stayed mom. Mm-hmm. Can I change my name again? No! Now get to the powerful Eldritch Forces. Yes. After that, John began to speak of raising the dead, and Althar screamed. And John, his belly stuffed with corpses, called for the dead to rise. He might have risen himself, I'm not sure. It all happened very quickly. But John demanded that Althar join with him in invoking the dread powers of the elements. And then he practically exploded with the thunder of a thousand cruel machines, blasts of water and terrible storms of fire. And that's when I fled my post. I hate fire. Everyone hates fire. Now, you're sure about all this. Althar screamed. He didn't giggle or squeak or make heaply excited noises. Yes, I'm absolutely sure that's what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, to be frank, Rhubarb, I think your story is the biggest load of compost I've ever heard. For one thing, I've been here for years, and I've never seen a human call down thunder, floods, or fire. And if they had the power to do that, or to return from the dead for that matter, I should think we would have seen them do it by now, don't you? There'd certainly be a lot more uncooperative members of the hydroponic staff wandering around, and a lot less fertilizer in those flower beds at the back of the Tab 48 Gardens, if that were the case. Besides, how could John rise from the dead while he was still alive? Maybe... He took a class? A class? What kind of class? Invoke the powers of the dead from the comfort of your own pot, textbooks and materials not included? That sounds silly when you say it like that. Yes, it does, Rhubarb. Yes, it does. But then again, there are a lot of silly folks on the fairgrounds, aren't there? People who are willing to believe just about anything. Especially when it comes to those humans and their weird hobbies. Yes! Rhubarb, you may turn out to be less than completely useless after all! Yay! Yes! Yes, 
you've got a kind of genuine, unforced stupidity that simply can't be duplicated by other means. If this dead-raising theory makes sense to you, then I could probably get it to latch on with the general populace. But the real trick to sowing conspiracy theories is to make the hayseeds believe it's their own idea. Has John done anything before that led you to think, for lack of a better word, that he might be capable of raising the dead? Mm. Oh, the incantation. Yes. There's a big clunky charm the human always wears on his belt. And it glows when he invokes it with a chant. Very spooky. A chant? What kind of chant? W-S-S. W-S-S? W-S-S! W-S-S! A W-S-S is where John works, Rhubarb. That must be it then. It's a cult, or a coven, or a coffee clutch. W-S-S! 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 Now, I'd like to point out, Rhubarb, that we just invoked this chant ourselves, didn't we? Several times. And there wasn't any thunder, fire, or rain, was there? And certainly no rising dead. Did anyone here seek out the fire? Crushing thunderous machines? Anyone? So, my fine striated sizzle fringed friend, has this perhaps shaken your belief in the ability of humans to wield occult elemental powers? No! Perfect. Now, let's see what else about these humans piques your imagination, shall we? Grab hold of your cambium and keep up, everyone. I have some new assignments for you. You don't have to be so loud, though, about it. Enjoy your stay at the Human Exchange Concourse and share the many wonders humanity has to offer. Next! Next! Yes, it seems you are the next. Next! No, no, my good bot. I defer to you. But, Gassim, it is you who are in the line of abdication. I am already at my post, so it is you who are next. Embarkation is what I mean, of course. For embarking, not abdicating. Hey, don't sell yourself short, my friend. Don't count yourself solely when you can be several. If time is a river, cry me a few moments we can spend in good company. Time is a river? If you say so, either that or it's sand or blind zoods in an elephant. Depends where you're going with it. But if you insist, I'll come to you. Mountainously. Spangles, this is a nice desk you have it suits you. It suits me? That's right. You've got an honest face. And your mustachios. What a glorious plumage. It's a face where a vagabond knight errant might place some trust. Or a vague bomb on some trusty knight errants. Or a pilgrim soul on a wayward voyage. This kind of face might make a hungry man buy a shrimp dinner. I like classic better than spicy as a rule of thumb. Let the record reflect. It's a kind of philosophy. You know what I'm talking about, my bot friend, and don't tell me you don't. Bo knows spicy, and Bo is classic, like rock in a hard place. Bo? Not Bo?
Beau-Sèvres. Not Beau-Sèvres? Belay me, belay me if you say so. But reconsider. If you'll let me, I'll bow your strings till we both sing tenor. A perfect tenor. Say, look at that fine sheaf. Do you use paper here? How marvelous. How retro. How, what's the word I want? Refined, isn't it? Yavol! Refined is exactly it. This is the word I'm always looking for when travelers come at me with their past chips or divans or such like. Paper is simply more refined. So many sapiens today have no appreciation for the inherent dignity of smearing pigments on mashed fibers. I couldn't put it better myself. Not again. I'm so sorry, Mr. Oh, hey, excuse me, sir. I just want to say hello to these... Yikes, it's wet over here. Shouldn't the... Hey, wow, seafoam and orange. Lock sleeve bio-neutral. Now that's a scent you don't forget. Wait, is this a glove tank? It's a glove tank. Here, let me give this a little... Oh, hey. That's much better. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, we, we call them VATS now. Uh, of course, that have occupancy tanks for our aquatically inclined visitors. Well, they were glub tanks when I worked them. I know it's not CP to say that anymore, but words are history, not intent. I mean, constructive phrasing is a beautiful thing. You'll never hear Bo say otherwise. But a glub tank is a glub tank, yeah? It's a thing and a place and a time, and I should know because I was there, and that was my time. I am what I am because I was what I was, and I don't like to give up any of my precious parts. What'd you call it? A what? Well, whatever, my botly buddy. Good thing it wasn't occupied. Those gloves hate when they leak from the bottom. Ah, that wasn't cubic. I'll eat those words. I'm a modern guy, and a modern guy can get stuck in the past sometimes, but if he gets left behind, that's on him. Micro by nano, we change our spots. Now me, I used to work a room just like this one. I wasn't always both several, you know. I came from working folk just like you all. Like all y'alls. I get it. And you know what? You deserve better. You're just making your way to the end of the day. On your break, you'll grab a coffee, chew some gum, lap up some lactofrasi if you like your lactofrasi. And sloosh, here's a spill and you're soaked. At least this was water. Could be liquid methane. Could be silica slime. Could be amniotic nutrient bath. Try to get the smell of that out of your pants. It's not mission crit, but you're at work and you have to squish around in wet pants. Where's the dignity? If they cared for you right, they'd have set this straight long ago. Let Bo share a little of the juice of the pickle about your wet hab occupancy tank. This is valve number four, you said. And you might as well call it valve number good for nothing, am I right? The one that always blows? <laughs> let, let me ask. There's a conduit panel near a vent where sometimes there's a whiff of vanilla or mint with a flickering telltale violet or maybe blue. I'm talking about those old ones with the facets on the indicator, not, not one of those bright new steady lights. Like this one? It doesn't do anything. I checked it once, couldn't find it in the schematics. That's it. 
-hmm. It's not in the plots because it was a fix a telltale, just a placeholder. This watt is a refurb. You can see it used to have an older tank. Look at the runner marks. The contractor should have slotted it into the sensor rack before signing off, but when they're rushed, this kind of thing can roll right under the sofa, you know? And that means, here, here, give, give me a hand. Great, now inside this should be a circuit coil that, right. You see how this one has a cap that doesn't connect to anything? So we pull this off and toss it, lock that back in, and Bob's your clutch bearer. See, this was cutting off the flow cycle that, uh, th there it goes. And, and you see this indicator here? The tank sensors are tracking valve maintenance on number four now. You can see it lighting up now. It was that easy? I fixed it in like three seconds. We've been living with it all these years. I had a feeling that might do it. Glad to help. Just doing my bit, you know? <clears throat> I, I, I would like to give you a sheet of paper, a, a good paper. It is nothing, I know, but to express our admiration. That is nice paper. I shouldn't take it, but I love paper like this, so I will. But only because you're my friends now. I would also like to honor you as our traveler of the season. Ah, you don't have to do that. Just being here with you spunts is all the plus I need. Oh. Nevertheless, it is a small thing, but it is an honor we yearn to bestow. Traveler of the season! Traveler of the season! Oh, oh thanks so much. So, uh, do I have to finish checking in or what? Uh, at customs, I mean. Oh, nine, nine. The travelers, the season is our guest. Please, be on your way with our best wishes. Well, if you insist, I'm honored. I'm really touched. You don't need to, but I'm glad you want to. Oh, hey, can my team join us? <laughs> They're back there. I didn't want to bother you before. Tess, Todd, buddy, <gasps> get down here. Join the party. Come meet everyone. Tess. Hey. Isn't it interesting that they decided to put all the costumes kiosk crammed together like this? I mean, humans and bots, air breathers, water breathers, I bet you get some other Atmo types too. Seems like they'd have separate areas for separate needs, you know? Keep the methane for the folks to breathe it, keep the water away from shorting out you bots. Not that I have a problem with customs, you do a great job. Well, except for that tank, and it's not like that was your fault, right? <laughs> but call a spork a spork, you know? Sometimes the best way for everyone to get along together is to stay apart. Oh, this is Tess. You probably know her. Tess, say hi to the gang. This guy. This guy. He helped out so much just now. Hey, HF. I wrapped up that call on iron. Every one of those windows is clean enough to see yourself, uh, through. Good to know. But speaking of seeing through things, I can barely see you through the Sylvan Glen you've installed in here. So I'm sorry, kid, but I'm gonna have to put my foot down about all these plants. They were a nice touch at first, but this is getting out of hand. And out of hand means I put my foot down. Well, it'd be hard to put anything down around here without knocking over another plant, but- Exactly my point. We're crammed in here tight enough as it is. 
Plus, I didn't want to drain coolant on your cornflakes before, but I gotta warn you, any plant that sticks around me for long is living on borrowed time. Plants and me, we go way back. I'm an inadvertent botanical cereal killer. I kill cereals and legumes and nightshades and cucurbits and amaranths and even dandelions. So I don't want yours on my conscience. But I thought you were the one who- One second. Wanting in sustainment systems, how may we reverse entropy in your immediate vicinity? Yes. What color is- Oh, that doesn't sound good. Hang on, is this coming out of you or out of the wall? Uh-huh. And would you happen to be a drinks machine by any chance? Made of meat, I see. Then I'm afraid we won't be able to help you with that today. But please have someone look at it. No, not me. I have absolutely no interest in looking at it. But thanks for the offer. What? Why would you even ask me that? Of course not. Invoking the power of the dead is not a thing. And if it were a thing, we still would not be doing it in any professional capacity. No. Maybe you have special undead powers, but we humans... It, well, fine, you go ahead and hang up. <laughs> Second, call this shift asking about humans raising the dead. Someone's being weird out there again. Well, we humans do talk about it a fair amount. I guess it can be hard to separate fact and fiction sometimes. Althar had some serious trouble with that last night, actually. We were trying to watch a monster movie, and he got incredibly freaked out at the concept of zombies. Apparently humans are the only people who have stories about the dead coming back. Uh, anyway, he had a full-blown panic attack when I explained it to him. I'd never heard him scream like that before. Wow. Althor was literally screaming? He didn't giggle or squeak or make heaply excited noises? No, it was like existential panic. Just screaming in terror. Like I'd introduced him to an idea too horrible to even think about. I felt awful. Then the security system he had just installed tried to kill us, but that's another story. Ooh, yeah. If he got one of those watchtower moat systems, you may actually have to maintain a cheerful affect until it's fully calibrated. Otherwise, it'll try to rescue you from everything in the vicinity. They try to make those things seem smart, but of course, it's not real AI, just a set of scripts. Get too far down a script tree and you're toast. Better make sure sealing the exits isn't one of the active response options. That scenario can turn out nasty. I think it's getting calibrated today, actually, but thanks for the heads up. No problem. In fact, I'll cover for you if you want to go check up on that right now, as long as you take the opportunity to relocate some of this foliage of yours. No, I was trying to tell you before, HF. I didn't put these here. The only attempt at decorating I've made is that Frostigam print on the wall. The one of plants in an office. Uh, you can't see it right now because of all the plants in the office. Uh, but yeah, none of these plants are mine. Wanting and sustainment systems, how may we... Huh. No one there. Hmm, weird. You don't think the head office sneaked in something to make these things go off at random in the last software update? If they did, I'm Faradaying mine. I don't care how many branding avoidance fees they slap on me. <laughs> right there with you. But so, if these plants aren't yours, whose are they? Good question. We had a bunch of unexplained plants show up at home, too, actually. I mean, they do give a nice feel to the office. It's just overkill, which is a term I use judiciously. Usually, I like too much of a good thing, but this is an exception. Yeah, we thought the ones back home might have been left by the emergency cleaning service, but they obviously haven't been here. Hey, if you don't like the look of the place, 
probationary mechanic's under-assistant. You can pick up a sponge and get scrubbing anytime you want. I've got enough futility in my life, thanks. Yeah, that's what I thought. So why did you need a special cleaning service? You catch another glimpse of Alpha? Oh, no, we've got that cleanup procedure down to a science. No, there was a, uh, incident last week. You remember when we had that slow day and you said I might as well knock off early? I found a little surprise waiting for me when I got home, in the form of 1,600 liters of coffee, which ended up flooding the entire living room, hence the specialists. Wow. Good thing you didn't take it with sugar. Wait a minute. Sugar! I bet it was Sherlock Holmes' bot who dumped all these plants here. One of those hair-brained experiments he's always got going. Oh, that would make sense. Although this one's a lot less smelly and explodey than usual. That's gotta be it. <laughs> the nerve of that guy. So, do we want to go next door and talk to him about it? Nah. nah. The fairgrounds. Prepare to be boarded. Bo is here with his merry band of ruckus makers, Tess and Marty and Todd. Say hi to everyone, pranksters. Yeah, yeah. Everyone say hi back. Our names haven't changed because we were never innocent. Doddering Marty is trying to figure out where we are right now. Are we live? Tess with balls is probably plotting your demise. Bet you're live. And incontinent Todd as well, he's doing his usual. Oh, come on, Bo, don't tell him that. It's supposed to be a private gag. Yes, right, Todd, just a gag. We're <laughs> kidding. Or are we? Oh. Let Todd sit on your sofa to find <laughs> out. <laughs> well, it's no secret that we left Mebsutin space with all rockets at 11. The Mebsutins? Gotta tell ya, and if you've ever met one, you know, these are a people that can't take a joke. Cool your jets, Mebsutans. <laughs> we were in such a rush to leave with our skins unroasted that we didn't have time to line up the proper permits and permission for our timing here. So we're starting pirate because we couldn't wait to start. We jolly your Rogers right out of the gate. <sighs> Unauthorized. Here we are, fresh washed, squeaky faces in our new school shoes, pencil sharp and eager in the skillet. Speaking for all of us, I'm thrilled to be here. This place is a legend. It is. You are. Unique in all of human space. A monument to folly and a tribute to foible. The fairgrounds. Who could imagine a place like this? Which makes us go right to a question that should be obvious. This place. This place. Why is it such a dump? We walked through the central promenade after a sweet welcome party with Kaiser Wilhelm and the snazzy spuns down in customs and arrivals, and the place was like a... What's the word I'm looking for? Souk. Really? Shots of Aqua Screamo! Half price every time Bo several blame something on a sect, subculture, or sinister alien plot. Next time I'm strict, and that's well screwed over. Oh, 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 oh,
Did somebody say half price? My allergies just went turbo. If I knew there was going to be half price in the air, I would have already pounded myself on the head with a wall banger. That usually blunts my delicate financial condition. Broadcasting pirate from an undisclosed location, but definitely Which means the good folks of Fairgrounds are about to experience a serious uptick in outrage. Many of them will or even the sweet kiss of oblivion. Why not encourage them to find those at the electric edge? Yeah. Okay, I guess I could get on board with that. Don't you go overboard with this panda. Sure thing, boss. So, did you want a Bubbles banner, or can I get that for you? Yours is fine. Bubbles is power saving. Don't wake her up for a single cocktail. And chase it with a screamo, since we're apparently having a special on it. Give me a chocolate bruise. Put it on Bo's tap. Yeah, but I'm guessing he will. People looking down at the deck like if they met your eyes, something would come of it. Trash waiting for trash fires. I kept thinking everyone would be happier if this place wasn't such a hole. How can people be proud and prosperous when they're squatting in bunkers? Hoping the water's still clean, that there are still jobs, that security All right, that rent gets an aqua screamo special for everyone who wants one. Let's make it easy line, okay? So, Bondir, don't you think we've had enough of that noise? Something about that man's voice just rustles my stems. If you hand out shots every time he says something specious, you're likely to run through your entire stock before the cycle's out. Yeah, good point. Yes, I know, I know, but you're all getting a screamo out of it. Let's not get crazy. Speaking of crazy soap on, what do you think about this nutty new fad the humans have got going? You know, the one where they invoke dread eldritch forces to raise the dead, and then wield the fearsome elemental powers they gain from the ritual against all who oppose them? <laughs> I don't know much about it, but it sounds like a hoot. Maybe a little irresponsible, though, don't you agree? Uh, yeah, Mrs. F. I'll get to you in a minute, okay? A little busy right now. Hey there, Mrs. F. My, you are looking particularly plump and well-watered today. Did you just get your leaves done, or did you roll out of your bed looking like that? Oh, Dee, you're so sweet. If only more humans were like you. But then again, I'm sure they all will be someday. Aw, oh, thanks. Now, Dee, do you think you could explain to me this new human craze? This thing with raising the dead and blasting elemental powers all over the place? Ah, here's the bee's pajamas. I'm dying to know more. <laughs> dying? <laughs> it must be a human thing. So a silly little Fugulnari like me could never really master it. But I'd love to hear all the details so I can just be properly green with envy. Mrs. F, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you know, the thing you people are doing now with the uh, spooky chants and the fire, the thunder, the lightning. You know, when the dead come back to life. I must say, it's terribly exciting when you think of all the possibilities. Uh, no, that's not a thing. Unless, are you talking about Halloween? You know all those scary stories are just for fun, right? They're just stories. 
Undead don't really exist. I mean, unless you count the Necrochargs, but they're not undead, they're just dead dead. Decent tippers, though. So you haven't got your own undead army yet? Well, I'd get right on that, dearie. You don't want your fellow humans to get ahead of you now, do you? I promise you, Mrs. F, no one is raising an undead army. Where did you even get that? Have you seen any zombies shambling around? Well, no, but obviously there's no point in letting people know you have an undead army until they're ready to spring. Or lurch. Uh, right! <laughs> of course, you'd want to keep the whole thing under wraps. Wait, is this an army of zombies or mummies? Oh, I don't know the technical terms. All I know is what I've heard. That you humans are making the dead walk. What? Okay, seriously, there are no undead. Look at it this way. If there were any monsters wandering around the fairgrounds, they would definitely have shown up at the egg by now. Everyone else does, right? <laughs> and the only zombies I've seen around here are made with pineapple juice. So you can relax, okay? Well, you have a point, I suppose. But then again, that's just what a human would say if they wanted me to stop asking questions about their secret undead army, isn't it? All right, if you won't believe me, Hey, stops! The chills that you spill up my back are back! Hot! If I have 12 multifunction limbs theorems, does that mean unexpected good fortune is my serendipity? Just so you know, I am not afraid to eat a peach, but cheese dip is a little unsettling. Oh. He's got his bread buttered a little heavy today. Love the skin you're in today with a splash of oil of- Oh, hey, DBJ! And a hint of the satisfaction of what's to come. I couldn't ask for another, but you could. So Palm's got a flash dash of my cash stashed by the brash trash bin today. Could you see if I can get a lick and a little? I was trying some out-of-sight, out-of-mind food. Didn't work! Sopan's busy, Stops. And you're already on the beach. Ride out what you've got before you saddle up for more. Question. Mrs. F wants to know if you've seen any... <laughs> what was it? Armies of the dead? Yes. Humans bringing the dead back to a shadowy half-life where they eat the flesh of the living. And gaining destructive elemental powers, too. It sounds so fun. I wanted to see it for myself. I just wish someone had mentioned it to me before now. Lady Mondegree, I may be glitched, but you are crazy. Though now I stretch my noodle, there's a couple human religions that groove on the necromantic chow down. Who am I to fudge? What? Oh, right. <laughs> That's not the kind of flesh eating she's talking about, though. Most humans would say that's just, like, metaphorical flesh. Although, I guess once you start transubstantiating, you never know where you'll end up. So it is true! No, no, it's nothing like that. This undead stuff is just a kind of scary story humans like to tell ourselves, okay? Oh. It's not, like, real. And it certainly isn't happening here today. Back to back, belly to belly. Don't give a friend, cause I'm That's too bad. Ready. 
I thought there would be roaring sounds of chaos, blasts of water, and bursts of searing fire. Did I leave any out? None of that here today. Oh, well. I was hoping we could put together some Raise the Dead Smash Everything Community Nights here at the Egg. You know, for beginners to learn the basics. Like a sewing circle, but with necromancy. I mean... It's certainly not fair for you humans to be the only ones with undead armies, is it? How would the rest of us defend ourselves? <laughs> I promise you, Mrs. F, if I ever start a necromancy circle, you can be my very first initiate, okay? Okay. <laughs> but right now, Shops is looking a little asymmetrical, and I want to grab him before he finds his way back into Chip's retirement Bingioteca. Ooh. Gators! All right, Dee, best of luck. Huh. Well, how about you then, Gessine? Undead human armies ring a bell? No? No, all right. What's your name? I've seen you here before, but I thought you might be a decoration. I wasn't sure. Rutledge? Hello, Rutledge. I'm Mrs. Frondernax. So, Bo Several is in town now. I think he makes some pretty good points, don't you? The Central Promenade is filthy, you have to admit that. Last time I was there, I thought my pot would soil. I mean, not the soil in my pot. That's nice and clean and comfy. It's... And I'm going to be confidential with you, Rutledge, because you have honest eyes, and... Those are eyes, right? Hmm, oh, I thought so. It's very good soil, Rutledge. The best I can get. I won't just stick myself into any old patch of ground. Oh my, no. Standards. Having standards frightens those lung breathers sometimes, Rutledge. If I have standards, it means I don't just wallow any time I want. And when I stand firm, well, some lungers judge themselves by my behavior. That doesn't make a pretty picture, Rutledge, does it? No, it just doesn't. And that's... I don't think it's self-indulgent, do you? I just need to be sure my roots are being cared for properly. Fed and supported. Nurtured. It's not luxury, it's refinement. I show you my roots, but we'd have to be. <laughs> oh. oh, no, 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 it's too soon. I can't. Not yet. I was, I'm sorry to dwell on this, Rutledge, I was, I can only call it love. It was like a sudden, clean, green shower on a balmy, sunny day. It was love, like the fingertip touch of a gentle breeze on the secret underside of morning leaves. I was in love with the most wonderful creature. He was taken from me. Too soon. Too cruelly. I can't talk about it. He gave up his life for me, Rutledge. I wish I could get to know you better, but it wouldn't be fair to you. The memory of Steve... I want to, but I can't. I hope you understand. Pleased to meet you. I'm a browsing herbivore. Well, dodged a caplet with you, didn't I, Rutledge? As if you'd even be worthy to lick Steve's butts. Anyway, the central promenade is filthy and dirty and dangerous. You'll probably like it up there if you like trash and broken dreams. And I say the problem has everything to do with how the humans are running this place. A smarter, sterner hand would make all the difference in the world. And I think that will be obvious to everyone very soon. 
Now, Rutledge, I have one more thing to tell you, and then as far as I'm concerned, we'll never have to speak again. Do you see those charming young sprouts over in the corner? Well, I'm along that corner-like stretch of curved wall. Those are not snaps. You just keep your filthy mouth off them. Am I understood? Okay. Bye. Good evening, Fairgrounds residents and visitors with blood of many colors, flavors, and factors. This is a public service announcement from the HEC Office of the Paranormal. We at the HOP pride ourselves on providing information that is factual and not based in imagination, rumor, misinformation, or obvious lies here in the twilights. I mean, the fairgrounds. On the fairgrounds. Pursuant to various recent inquiries, we feel it necessary to inform you that humans cannot raise the dead. Undead zombies that once lived among us and now crave the taste of living flesh are not real. Also, humans cannot turn into werewolves under the light of the moon. And the next full moon that will be visible from the fairgrounds will be in sixteen and a half years. So in any case, you have plenty of time to prepare. Furthermore, there are no humans who prolong their immortal existence by consuming the hot, pulsing, delicious blood of the living. That could never happen. And finally, ghosts are purely a product of folklore, conceived as manifestations of grief and the fear of death. Alien pods that can absorb your appearance and basic memories do, of course, exist, but they are prohibited on the fairgrounds under the Finney Act of 56. Once again, any stories you may hear about the undead are exaggerated or entirely fictitious. Humans do not rise from the dead. They do not eat your brains or otherwise devour your flesh to slash out a seething and foul simulacrum of life in their rotting, malevolent frames. Thank you for your attention. All of us at the hop wish all of you the happiest and safest of Halloweens. Or do we? <laughs> that was weird. I mean, by fairground standards? Good point. Still, this is the first I've heard of any Office of the Paranormal. What do they even do? Make announcements like that, I guess. We've got an entire timekeeping department that exists just to frill with the calendar on a semi-regular basis, so... Why not an Office of the Paranormal that just reminds people there's nothing paranormal going on every once in a while? Can't argue with that. So, how'd you find out about this place? I didn't even see a sign outside. Yeah, according to Althar, this place is so fancy it doesn't have a name. You just refer to it with a gesture. I uh, got HF to show me the human version, though. You hold out one hand like this, palm and fingers flat as if to shush someone, flatten your lips, and nod confidently. Yeah, that's right. It looks better when you fur your brow, though, I think. So, tomorrow, if you ask me where I had dinner tonight... And where did you have dinner last night, you devilishly attractive meat robot? Why, I dined at... 
you deadly and delectably fierce janitor. And if I hadn't been here already, I would have no idea what you were doing, and I would think you were a little jagged. But since I have, I think I would say that I am mighty impressed, and I would wonder which bank you knocked over to get us a table. Oh, th that's all, Althar. I could never afford this. But he really wanted to treat us to a night out. Uh, actually, what he said was that we should infant ourselves, but, you know. Aww. Yeah. I think he wanted to make up for the whole Night of the Living Dead security system debacle, which was pretty harrowing for both of us. And maybe also get me out of the apartment so he could do some gyro yoga. <laughs> but I certainly don't mind if it means I get to eat somewhere non-verbally expensive with the prettiest human on the fairgrounds. Oh, come on. Do you really think I'm the prettiest human? I'm a little serious here. Not let's fight about it later serious, but a little serious. I'm not sure how to answer that. I mean, I say you're the prettiest because to me you are the prettiest, but I'd guess those lobstery-looking folks over there in the Aqualiner banquette might not agree. The whole question is pretty subjective, and it's kind of a chicken-and-egg thing, too. Like, when we first met, I thought you were gorgeous, but you were also saving my life at the time, so it's hard to say what made more of an impression. Right! That skirmish in Ventbiter Alley. I, uh, I have to admit, I didn't really notice you much at the time. In my defense, I was a little busy. Right, swooping in on that hot wire thing. The fast rope, yeah. It's a pretty slick maneuver. Also saves lives, including mine. So I like it. And as first impressions go, it was a big wow. I don't blame you for not being too impressed with me back then. Screaming and flailing like a colicky infant isn't all that impressive. Hey, you gave me plenty of chances to be impressed later on. And as far as I'm concerned, you're the prettiest human. Whatever those nephropodoids over there have to say about it. I'm glad that's sorted out. Are you hungry? We could get you another round of drinks if you want to linger before ordering. The Balamo is especially good tonight. It is raised from several varieties of planetary maize united with a strain of sweet strawberry. Uh, John, my napkin is talking to me. Is that supposed to happen, or did someone slip some bangzilla into this delicious cocktail? If I may answer on your companion's behalf, the Turner's napkin is a new feature at... Wow, my napkin just did that thing with the hand and the nod despite its complete lack of hands, head, or chin. Wow. I have no idea what's going on here, but whatever it is, it's gotta be crazy expensive. Yeah. Uh, napkins? What's your deal? Allow me to reassure you, John B., that our sentient serviette program is fully endorsed by the Robot Union. We are registered as a single-source mind represented in multiple instances. We are also a fully bonded discretionary, and as a further guarantee of privacy, our memory log is isolated after each meal and stored under a joint secured account for retrieval, should the two of you choose to return together. Okay, privacy and confidentiality, and you won't tell anyone what's going on in my lap, nice, but I have to ask, where do I wipe my mouth? Our cognitive functions are independent of our soft and absorbent fabric bodies. Please do not hesitate to use us as napkins. That is still the primary role we have been designed to fill. Now this is the kind of weird I can get behind. Hey, napkin, do you mind if I try you out now? Please do. Oh, let me, uh, hang on. Let me just butter this roll oh, and... Oh, I assure you, I don't mind at all. Oh, you missed a little spot. Here. Oh, thanks. And that's a spectacular buttered roll. Thank you so much. The butter is synthesized from a blend of lab-cultured garbanzo bean analogs. I love this. Pass me one of those rolls, please, John. What the... 
Which door? Behind you? Which door? I know what it is, babe. Sanitation. Take cover, everyone. Sorry about this, napkin. Oh, my. This is Everybody, maintain your position, please. Almost done. Not quite. And that should do it. Sorry for the mess. Did I get butter on anyone? Had to lube up the cloth enough for it to slip between the Veeb's neck plates. Sanitation supervisor Stella raised, everybody. Thanks, everybody. I think I might need a new napkin. That was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. Not in my wildest exigency subroutines was I prepared for something like this. I can't believe you just leapt at a snapping vent biter and choked it to death with a greased-up, semi-sapient napkin. Well, I had to improvise a little, but, you know, we do train a lot. That was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And this is the best... I'll try to stop with the superlatives now. But it's going to be hard. Uh, but why use your napkin? Wouldn't the butter knife have let you, you know, keep your distance? Oh, John, you're so cute. You can't kill a vent biter with a butter knife, sweetie. It's for butter. <laughs> it is a great hope that Fred, John, and Supervisor Reyes would be enjoying the Halloween party of surprise when they make return from their dining at... The surprise is always of some risk. The distinction between the happy surprise and the unhappy surprise is one of great delicacy. This is a difficulty. But if permission is asked for the surprising, then there can be no surprising. So risk must be taken by Althar. But he has prepared the fruit basket of apology to be given if this surprise is one of unhappiness. So all the bases of Althar have been shielded. Yes! Alvar and Fred, John, and their friends will make celebration of the Halloween! And it will be the kind of scary that is pleasant, and not the scary that is scary. This is a concept most wriggly, but Alvar believes he has researched enough examples to get the hanging of it. So, Alvar has secured the artificial spider webs to the ceiling, and carved the hyena lanterns, and suspended the human skeletons in the corner from where they will not move because they are made of hard, durable plastic. And certainly they will not be eating of any brains because that is a thing that occurs only in human stories and will not make scaring of a thorn. So the only screaming heard in the room of living will come from the Halloween novelty song playlist that Althar has prepared. <laughs> and all refreshments are ready to be served to his guests by Althar. It is to be hoped that he has secured sufficient pineapples for the making of zombies, which are not the zombies that Arthur does not think about, but instead are the very 
tasty cocktails which are festive and do not reek of despair and horror from beyond the grave, which is why we put the happy colorful shirts of Hawaii and the big hats next to these zombies for not thinking of the other. <laughs> oh, Althar must soon apply the clavola ungoint to his flexitors to shield them from the chafing of his costume of Halloween. The container of the nitrogen-fixing cooled processor! It is not so much the traditional costume, but it is one Althar knows he can be fitting into. And if anyone is asking, Althar has created the backstory. He is the nitrogen-fixing unit who must stay in his box, because his central cycle coil is making a strange noise that is to the other coolant units the scary kind of scary. So, until he has discovered a method of making repair to this coil, he must be hiding from them. The name of the nitrogen-fixing coolant unit is Alfie, and it will be a day of great joy for Alfie and all his friends when he can once again walk among them. It is a happy story. Other hopes someone is asking about it. Hello, RxS Nofumar, your escape vector, ah, I mean departure vector, is go out of docking bay and turn left. What do you mean which left? You are sitting in chair facing pointy part of vessel. You have window in front of you. Ah, you have bilaterally symmetric anatomical structure. So, you have a right hand, yes? Okay, right tentacular club then. Da, Korosho. Turn in other direction and press go fast button. Thank you. Stalinbot, it is good to have you back at your usual post. As inappropriate as you and that may be, did you enjoy your scheduled hangover? Oh, very much, Commander. It afforded me many opportunities to discover and refine grudges against careless, heartless treatment by capitalist drones and faceless taskmasters. It's good to have a hobby. Speaking of which, when is that command will be installing such impressive and colorful chairs for entire bridge crew to reward us? for our tireless exertion. That chair isn't an official upgrade. It was a private gift to the commander from both several. And when I say private gift, what I mean is an obvious bribe. Oh, several gave you a bribe? Incredible! He was named Best Traveler by Kaiser Wilhelmbot in Big Party Celebration. You know, I was I was not invited. Oh, to get bribe from Bo Several Hydraulic Bucket List. That is beautiful chair. Is Stetson chair? I don't think Stetson makes chairs, Stalinbot. I'm pretty sure they can find themselves to the other end. Sure looks like good sitting, though. Energized your sitzfleisch, didn't it? Oh, his bow is several. Ah, the elusive Mr. Bukes at last. Yes, the chair is very nice. Comfortable, a 
Authoritative and a solid fit with my workout regimen. Much like myself, then, wouldn't you say? That's definitely flirting, sir. I know what flirting is, Amber. What I would say, Mr. Several, is that I instructed customs and arrivals to notify me as soon as you set foot on the fairgrounds, and yet here you are, unannounced and on my bridge. As the poet said, I'm there when every tear is being made and absent when it falls. It's kind of a philosophy. Commander, let me be frank with you. <clears throat> let me be both. I love authority. I really do. Authority has made my whole career possible. I just don't ride with authority. I ride opposition. If I didn't know how at the very least to try to give official arrivals the slip, I wouldn't be both several. And for better or worse, I am. Right now I'm here to ask for pro temp permission to broadcast. <laughs> I'll do it anyway, but I thought you might want to give me a hot yes. Olive Branch, right? I'm not your enemy, Commander, though I may look like it. I'm actually your opposite ally. I'm magnetic south to your polar north. Yes, 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 I got onto your station off scanner, made some friends on the way in, and got a nice piece of paper for my trouble. It's what I do. You want to slap my wrists? Go ahead. I'll have it on the air before Earth Central gets your log entry. We'll both ride that wave for a bit. You'll be the righteous paladin, and I'll be the scruffy-looking... Well, you get it. We are what we are. It's all good. But Bo wants you to know that my anima isn't holding any animus against you. We're on a collision course. We can like it or lump it. I know my choice. How about you? Who knows? Maybe this even counts as meeting cute. Hello? Magnet? Hots? Is this the tip line? Well, Mr. Several, that's not what I was expecting. Usually my daily irritants aren't nearly so self-aware and well-spoken. I quite like you when you're frank. Maybe even better than when you're beau. And I've already heard a few clips from your pirate broadcast, so let's clear some snow. The central promenade felt like Roanoke 5 after the Reptonodon massacre. Oh. Storefronts locked up? Trash waiting for fires? That doesn't sound like the promenade I know. It's no Illudium Gardens, true, but it's a perfectly pleasant venue to do a little shopping and perhaps pick up some ludicrously oversized produce. Just where did you see all this chaos and devastation? You got me, Commander. Maybe, maybe I didn't see any of that as such. Maybe it was all in my mind's eye. Maybe I'll do a segment later about how much things have stepped up since I lit a fire under station management by airing how broken it all was. The thing is, people hear what they want to hear, whether I say it out loud or not. They hear it faster when it comes from me, but I don't start the fires. I just go where I see smoke. I'm told there is a lot of trash, though. I'll admit we've had a problem with someone going around smashing all the trash detection units faster than we can replace them. It's not exactly easy to get spares. Those things are dinosaurs. I don't think they even make them anymore. I've always kind of hated those TDUs. Not a big fan of nanny care for grown-ups. Show me your respect, and I'll respect your showing. Tell me you're escalating when a piece of paper falls out of my hand, I change the channel. But as soon as that nanny care stopped, 
We had trash all over the decks. So much for your channel. Uh, agree to disagree. Alright. Let's talk about some of your other disagreements, shall we? There's quite a few alerts in your ICSB event attractor file. Interesting reading. Your mistake with the Mebsutans was going there at all. Of course, they never react well to outside interference. So just what did you think you'd get out of intruding on their peace talks? As for the other charges, well, if you've managed to scam some Delurians, good on you. But what was your business on Roanoke 5? You devastated that colony, made them smash their eggs, told them not to plant crops, no reason for it. Was it just to show you could? Was it mockery? Paranoia? Bigotry? That makes you persona non petica in my book. I'm afraid it's a bit more complex than that, sir. Good afternoon, scene several. I am Lieutenant Commander Fraulein Brar. Long time listener, first time caller. Thank you, Lieutenant Commander. A pleasure. Though you're hardly a first time caller since you haven't called in yet. Haven't I? Frawl, you listen to Bo's several? Oh, yes. Bo knows best. Accept no substitutes. He is what he is. Which is true of everyone to a certain extent, but very much more so in Bo's case. Okay? What did you mean by... It's more complex than that. The Roanoke incident seems straightforward enough. Outright predatory manipulation of an entire planetary culture leading to total extinction. The manipulation is inaugurable, sir. But at the same time, the extinction was almost certainly inevitable. The Reptonodons believed profoundly in signs and prophecies. From the moment they founded that settlement, they believed it to be doomed. They always intended for it to vanish in a questionable manner. That's why they named it Roanoke. The Reptonodons don't call it Roanoke. We call it Roanoke. Yes, sir, but Roanoke is a fairly accurate translation. What? In their language, it was called Colony That Vanishes in Mysterious Circumstances, comma, Nefarious Stranger. Did we know that when we started calling it Roanoke? Somebody did. Well, hang on. The original Roanoke colony didn't vanish in mysterious circumstances. They went to live with the nearby Croatoans. It wasn't mysterious at all. They left a note. Hmm. Truth rarely obscures a good mystery in the long run. All right. Fine. What about common nefarious stranger? You're telling me that's in their actual name for the place? The Reptonodons do love their punctuation. Very nitpicky. You wouldn't have liked them. I didn't. Nevertheless, I would agree that the whole affair was a deeply tacky move on Bo's part. But if it hadn't been him, it would have been someone else. A great deal of evil has been excused under that banner, Frawl. Oh, absolutely, sir. Nearly all of it. But again, if it hadn't been under that banner, it would have been another. I'm not sure I'm getting my point across, so I'll stop trying. If it helps, I felt really bad about it. I mean, I didn't expect them to do that. I mean, who would do that? Doesn't too stupid to live count for anything? I didn't mean it. 
It was mostly a joke. I'd been drinking. The thing is, Frank, that kind of joke just doesn't occur to anyone with a heart. Which brings me to another question. There's no physical description of you in your ICSB file. But there's certainly no mention of you being human. And no record of you in any League of Humans records that I can access, which is more than you might think. You seem to have a very easy time ingratiating yourself with sapiens all over the galaxy, but certainly an easier time than a human could reasonably expect. And yet you look at least as human as anyone here on the fairgrounds. So just what are you? Oh, you know. I mean, what does that even mean? Is Bo human? Is that what it comes down to, Commander? Where did I first see light? Who gave me skin? The best parts of me are human. I'll stand by that. In the company of humans, I feel human. When in Rome, am I right? Mm-hmm. When on the fairgrounds, Mr. Several, watch your step. Oh, I'll be sure to. Maybe you'd like to watch with me sometime. But right now, I'll take a few steps off of your bridge. I can see you've got a lot in your queue. Before you go, Mr. Several, may I give you paper? I think there's some around here. Or perhaps first annual Galactic Fair commemorative pencil holder. I simply wish to be part of the Bow Show. Next time, friend bot. And I'm sure there'll be a next time for a soul as great as yours. We'll talk about it then. I... I have a great soul! So long, Zoods! Y'all keep on keeping on now. You are effervescent in my book. I don't care what anyone says. Wow! What a dick! Rhubarb? I thought I sent you to keep an eye on Althar. Why aren't you at your post? But I had to report in, Chief. Althar is preparing his home for... The Ritual. Oh, now you've got Althar in on this? You do understand, Rhubarb, that you are the only Fugulnari agent who has observed any kind of supernatural tomfoolery going on. I'm starting to think you've been drinking the brown water. It's true. Althar sent John and Stella away, and while they were gone, he moved the furniture around and placed piles of human bones and colorful worms all over the room what? and hung arachnid habitats on the walls. <laughs> I don't understand this. And then he prepared to don his dread sorcerer's armor by searing himself with foul unguents. Foul unguents? Foul unguents I'll buy, but Althar in armor? He's an Eltorian, Rhubarb. How would he wear armor? Why would he need armor? I know what I saw. He assembled his brown armor of mashed plant pulp covered in arcane inscriptions all while invoking a deformed mechanical deity named Alfie. This armor, Rhubarb, did it by any chance resemble a shipping box? 
a large, regular, reinforced cuboid made of, yes, tree pop. I'll admit that's a little off-putting. Used for moving mechanical units from place to place. An object which, for future reference, looks nothing like armor as any sentient being would use the word. I'm not sure I know what a box is. Have I ever seen one? I'm only two weeks old. You'll love working with cliplings, they said. It's like watering the future, they said. You'll be able to shape the coming generation in your image, they said. What? Never mind. Do you know, Rhubarb? I think your obvious talents are being wasted in your current position. Yes, it's long past time you had a promotion. Especially now that you've got your very own name. We can't just leave you doing a simple clippling's job, can we? So I've got a new, very special mission for you. There's a suspicious engineering sub-module down in Samek 56 that could do with some careful watching. Do you think you could handle a stakeout, Rhubarb? Sure thing, Chief. Very good. Now, it's vitally important that you keep a close watch on the place at all times. Do you hear? And no breaking your cover. You just stay down there until I make contact. Do you understand? And don't tell any of the other cliplings about this. We don't want them getting jealous of your very important super special secret mission. Next, I've just left Commander Toriana, head noodle of the Pasta Authority on this dusty jewel. Asked her if we could work under license, and she didn't say no, and if you don't say no to Bo, it's official. So listen, folks, I feel for the Commander. I do! I do! I really do, 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 do! Let's riddle this one, you and me. Where do you start when you're cleaning up a giant? The head or the feet, I say. Pick your preference, then work straight to the other end until the job is done. Someone needs to crack the whip here, am I right? You know it's true. Too much foosball, not enough maintenance. Case in point, the fairgrounds would make for a majestic sight from the window of an inbound sharpshift if you could see it through all the escape pod debris. Still don't have working escape pods here on the fairgrounds, what, almost a year later? But foosball, sure, you can get that any day. But never mind maintenance. Let's get back to simple trash management. Whose job is that? Sanitation, right. But I guess sanitation has other plans. Sure, they held back the vent fighters when they needed to, and I'll stand a sanding a drink for that any time. Call a hero a hero and never stop. But most of the Veebs are out there keeping company with those pod parts in free orbit. So isn't it time to take out the trash again? Beat those swords back into brooms. Go on now. Try it. Hold that broom. It's a good look. One thing Bo will tell you, sure for sure. The death cult terror sweeping this station doesn't have roots on the bridge. Say what you will about the commander and her staff. They don't raise the dead. They don't eat the living. We hear your whispers. 
death rituals in the dark station corners? How can anyone be so anti-life? How? Bo's been walking among you, and the people we've met and love, and love, would never be part of that schness. But it's true, as a people, humans love monsters. Undead tales reach as far back as reaching goes. Ask yourself this. Would it be such an easy step to the death cult if the death cult wasn't in you already? The truth will set you free, but only if you know it in and out. Hey, the more you bow. But hey, opinions are like reticulums. Everyone's got one. What's your take, Bow Nation? How should the commander take out the trash? What is sanitation spending that big fat vent biter budget on these days? And why do we keep hearing about human death rituals? Where there's smoke, there's some unseen sensor, am I right? Tess, have we got anyone on the beam? I got a couple of security grunts with a grudge. How's that float your bob? Absolutely, let's hear the score from security. How's it swerving, officers? Oh, are, are we on? You are on and up and out to here, my friends. Wow, it's you. It's really you. This is just... I can't even. I've been a fan since the Botox days. This is amazing. It is, isn't it? I've got the Bow Nose t-shirt, and the Don't Ask Me, I Heard It From Bow mug, and the full set of bobbleheads, including the Wet Me, White Me Todd limited edition. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't begin to tell you how much we at the Bow Show appreciate that. So what have you got for the Bow Nation today? What's the word on the corridor from my zoods and bloods? Oh, yeah, we've got an announcement. Security would like to reiterate that there have been no confirmed sightings of zombies, mummies, vampires, liches, ghouls, ghosts, Jiangxi, Vrikalakas, or revenants of any kind. But even if there were, security would handle it. Right, because we are vigilant. We're ever vigilant. And right now, we're even more vigilant than that. Exactly. So there's nothing to worry about. If we see any of those zombies, they're dead. Well, 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 yeah, of course they're dead. They wouldn't be zombies if they weren't dead. No, they're undead. That, that's the same thing. It is not. Oh, okay, okay, look. If you are a zombie... Thanks, Tess. Well, Fairgrounds, now that you know exactly who's defending you from any possible undead menaces on board, I'm sure you're all feeling a lot more certain about your future safety. Let's hear from another local with some opinions and a functional communicator. How about it? You're on the Bo Show. Hit me with the hot goss. Hi there, Bo. This is Chip Frinkle, big fan and proprietor of the electric egg. Uh-oh, I smell promo. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Bo. I just wanted to mention that I certainly haven't seen any zombies anywhere in the spacious and relaxing confines of the electric egg, conveniently located off the shuttle atrium on Lamed 3. But we are serving a classic rum-based cocktail. We're calling the zombie, but not really, because humans don't do that kind of thing. Half price! All this week! Yeah, that name doesn't exactly roll off the mouth parts, Chip. I can't disagree, Bo. But I can promise your listeners that my bartender's skill at mixing drinks is inversely proportional to their skill at naming them. So everyone can... What? Oh! Yeah, good call! Plus, we'll be donating all proceeds from this drink special to the zombie victims. 
if there are any, which there won't be, because that's just not a thing. Which means everyone should just come out and have a good time. Well, it sounds like not even the threat of undead annihilation can slow the roll around here. I like your hustle, Fairgrounds. And I think we've got time for just one more caller before Todd needs a change. Oh, come on, What Bo. do you know? You're on the Bo Show, so say hello. Oh, hello, Bo. First time, long time. This is Mrs. Frondernax. I'm a Fugulnari, but I've been on the fairgrounds for, oh, donkey tails years now. And I've seen plenty of strange behavior from these humans, but I'm absolutely certain they're not raising the dead. That is good to hear, Mrs. Frondernax. I mean, sure, my human neighbor in Aleph One, Sweet Sea, may have put up a lot of strange decorations. Bones and worms and spider webs and whatnot, but that's hardly a crime against nature, is it? Couldn't put it better myself. And there's obviously a perfectly good explanation for his ability to call down fire, thunder, and lightning at will. I mean, besides some sort of profane ritual to bring the dead back to a shambling twilight existence. I mean, he hasn't given me an explanation, but I'm sure he could if he felt like it. Stands the reason. And yes, the weird chanting at all hours does get to be a little tiresome. But that's just the kind of thing you have to be culturally sensitive about when you're living among aliens. Isn't that what they say? So I try to be tolerant. I really do. No matter how much ominous screaming I hear from over there, in Sweet Sea, on Aleph One. Cultural sensitivity is so important these days, isn't it? You're an inspiration to us all. Oh, you're too kind. But I just had to speak up. I wouldn't want anyone to think that my darling human neighbor, John B., could be putting them in any kind of danger with some sort of unholy summoning of hideous, ghoulish thralls. The very idea is just absurd. He's probably on his way home to Sweet Sea right now with no idea anyone is saying all these terrible things about him. The poor dear. Well, thanks for straightening that out for us, Mrs. F. My pleasure, Bo. And I do hope you and your crew will be with us here on the fairgrounds for a good long time. You perform such an important public service. Oh, that dinner was amazing. I wish we could eat like that every night. I don't think even Althar's discretionary fund could stretch that far. Although stopping a vent biter from eviscerating an entire room full of diners ought to be good for a few complimentary appetizers at least. Eh, sanitation has a policy about accepting freebies. We don't want to look like we're playing favorites with people's lives. Or, well, these days, with people's ground-in grease and grime. Look, humans. Don't let them know we're on to them. Okay, that's like the third group of aliens tonight that's given us the hairy eyeball. Or hairy, uh, visual receptor. Do I have a big blob of Elysian gravy on my face or something? Nope. There's a little necker cake icing on your tie, though. Ah, oh, crap. But I doubt that's enough to piss off a bunch of total strangers, unless there's, like, a haberdasher's convention in town. So you've noticed it, too. Yeah, I have. And it's given me the serious weirds. Let's just try to get back to your place without attracting too much attention, and then I'll make a few calls. There's two of them now. What do we do? Just keep moving. Don't let them look you in the visual receptors. That's how they get you. Let's maybe walk really briskly the rest of the way back to my place. Right there with you.
Commander's log. Personal. I hate saying that. Makes me feel like I'm on an old TV show, doing a blatant plot dumper, doling out some ham-handed philosophical blather about the adventures of the day. But it's that or dear diary, and I'd rather sound like a rusty old cliché than a love-struck thirteen-year-old. <sighs> Losing Bigelow hit harder than I thought it would. He lived way out on the edge for so many years. It should have come as no surprise when someone finally knocked him off. But he was so good at the edge. I suppose it was hard to imagine he could ever really fall. He came here to tell me... What? Something. Did he leave a hint somewhere? A sign? If I could find the shape of it, I could pry it out. But nothing. I've got nothing. An empty cipher. And now this bows several business. I wish I could blame him for all the discontent I've been seeing around here, but no. He's just tapping into it. Which is enough to make him a problem, but it means just getting rid of him won't be a solution. I don't know where this feeling comes from, but it's everywhere now. We're all unsettled, myself included. We're braced for a blow. Maybe we'll welcome it when it finally comes. Once it hits, we can stop wondering how bad it's going to be. I've got good people here. On the bridge and off. But there's nothing I can do to prepare them for what's coming when I can't see it myself. Nothing to do but watch and wait, I suppose. And nothing to do about Bo's several either. As far as I can see, maybe he'll get bored with the fairgrounds quickly enough to move on without leaving behind the usual trail of disaster. That would be best for everyone, of course. So why does that thought make me uneasy? Oh. Dear diary, I've met someone. A man, maybe. An asshat by all accounts. But there's something about him. I don't have the time or the space in my life for that kind of thing. I've put myself through that particular ringer enough times to be sure of that, at least. But of all the command decks on all the space stations in the galaxy, he walks onto mine. And for some reason, I find myself wondering what he's doing right now. Something appalling, probably. With repercussions I'll have to deal with in the morning. Someone gave me a plant for my office. I don't know who. It sits on my desk and keeps itself alive. What a world we live in. All the way out here in the dark. Toriana out. Shut the door, shut the door, shut the yeah, door, yeah, shut I'm the on door. It, I'm on it. Let me just... Okay, there. Okay. Okay, we made it. We're okay. Ah! Fred John and Supervisor Rays, you are returned in perfect time. The party of Halloween is soon to commence. Streez, Althner, you scared the crap out of us. Either way, that is fun, or the 
kind of just like seeing Althar. The second one. Oh no! It's okay, Althar, we're fine now. We just had a kind of unsettling trip back here after dinner. Thanks again for treating us, by the way. Oh, it was a great pleasure to Althar. But as you can be seeing, it was also the subterfuge so that Althar could prepare for the surprise party of Halloween. A surprise Halloween party? I had a lot of theories about why you wanted us out of the apartment, but that definitely did not make my top 10. The surprise is success! Althar is very pleased! You should be. You've really gone all out with these decorations. Yeah, you've got the black cats and the skeletons and, uh, well, Hawaiian shirts. We'll work on that one. Oh, is that why there was that note stuck to the front door? No, friend John. Althar did not make a fixing of any note to the door. What is the message? Don't dead open inside. Or, wait, I guess don't open dead inside. Hmm, it is not a decorating of Althar. Oh, is this perhaps the trick of Halloween? But Althar has made preparation of many treats. They had only to ask. And Althar has prepared also the costume. Do not be shielding your eyes, please, as Althar makes emergence. <laughs> oh, wow. You're, uh... Nitrogen fixing coolant processor. Who is remaining inside his packaging so as not to cause distress? His name is Elfie. Althar has prepared the backstory, should you be wishing to hear it. Maybe later. So, quick question Is everyone else at this party going to be in costume? Because. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but that's part of why the concepts of surprise party and Halloween party don't usually mesh. Please be observing the garments on the sofa, Fred John and Supervisor Rays. Oh, Davin's Whistlenarp costumes. Cute. Looks like they should fit, too. Uh, wait. You're Dave? Ah! The other guests are arriving for spooky fun! Hey, wait, 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 Althar. Before you open that door, let's make sure it's actually a party guest. Who else should it be, Fred John? Mrs. Frondrenex is already on the list of guests, so she cannot be arriving unexpectedly. Yeah, I don't know, but things were getting spooky out there before, in a distinctly not fun kind of way. Oh, I don't wish to cause the not fun fear in Fred John, but if he doesn't make opening of the door soon, he will be committing a rudeness. Just let's find out who it is first. We know what you humans are up to in there. You'd better come out. Yeah, with your tentacles up. Wait, do they have tentacles? No, they got those weird, creepy things, uh, hands. Who cares what they're called? I never even had come out with them up. And no funny yeah. business. We'll have our visual receptors on you. Your fearsome elemental powers don't scare us. Elzer believes there has been perhaps a confusion, friends. The Halloween festivity of John and Althar is making the fun kind of scariness only. Well, 
Good call. Hang on. That, that didn't sound like a human. That sounds like... Oh, it sounds like an Eltorian. The human's trapped an Eltorian in there? Those bastards! Will they stop nothing? In Eltorian, please be brave. We'll rescue you from those human dead summoners. But Althar does not require rescuement. You can be seen for yourselves. Greeting to you, unexpected new friends! By Fembulon's reach, the humans use their eldritch powers to turn my poor Eltorian into a nitrogen-fixing cooling unit! Not the least oh new friends! Alvar is wearing the costume! It is like the disguise, which is like the lie, but these are all different in a way that Alvar must admit he has yet to be grasping. But Alvar is grasping that it is most essential to the practice of the Halloween. And it has happy side effect of allowing Alvar to share the room of living with his human friends. Human? Friends? You have human friends? I thought they hated Eltorian. Yeah. And that's really creepy. Even before you get to the dead summoning thing. Oh, yes! Althar has many wonderful human friends! It is a sad truth that they cannot be seeing Althar without experiencing the consequences most distressing. But they have been so very generous in sharing their time with Althar nonetheless. Althar finds the human culture to be of much fascination. So he is very pleased when he can make participation in the human celebrations like this one! With his dear human friend and roommate, John B! And Elther would very much wish to introduce you all to his roommate, but he would like you first to put down your blunt instruments, please. And while you are waiting for the other guests to make arrival, you can be tasting of the punch! That is just a name, it will not strike you about the face. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Should we? I mean, this all seems really, uh, not nefarious. Yeah. At all. And I don't see any dead people or anything. So. There are bones all over the walls. Yeah, but I don't think those are real. They look like they're made of hard, durable plastic. Yeah. Are human bones not? Mm, pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I say this spread looks amazing. So if the humans are going to summon an army of the dead to destroy us all, we might as well face them on a full stomach. Right? Right! Please be enjoying the spread of Althar, new friends! And happy Halloween to you all! Uh, each other's eyeballs. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
listening to Life with Althar, episode 21. This episode was written by Linus Gelber for Gemini Collision Works and starred John Amir as John B., Barrett Johnson as Althar, Eli Ganeas as HF, Amanda Lapergola as Mrs. Frontenac, Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Terry Washington as D., Chris Lee as Chip Prinkle, and Derek Peterson as Stock. And also featured Jessica Stoya, Ian W. Hill, David Arthur Backrack, Olivia Baseman, Linus Gelber, Philip Cruz, and Anna Stefan. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefano. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haskell. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2020 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But right now, it sounds like Althar is getting ready to make some kind of announcement at his party of Halloween. And now, Althar has made preparation of one more Halloween surprise. One of the cherished customs of this human holiday is the playing of the novelty song. These humorous compositions are usually detailing an ecumenical gathering of the classic human monster archetypes, but in an unlikely and most jocular context, where rather than cause the hideous violence and death, they are sitting down to a spooky meal or enjoying a popular dance craze. Often both. So, Alvar hopes you are making enjoyment at his attempt on the traditional Halloween novelty song. It is a fairgrounds Halloween. Wait, what? Althar, when did you have time to study Halloween novelty songs, let alone write a whole new one? Althar found the human concept of fun and scariness to be of great fascination for Andy John, so Althar wished very much to attempt a new song to test his knowledge. Friend John must tell Althar if it is successful, please! Where the hell did you get bagging vocalists? Oh, Miss Mallory had recommendation of a very helpful agency who were able to supply as many singers as Althar was requiring. How many was that? One moment, please, Friend John. It is time now for Althar to perform the traditional singing talkies. Creature from outer space. Almost oh. everyone here is. The terror grows. Your blood is froze. At the fairgrounds from a Even more singers? How much did you spend on this? They're in a trance. At the fairgrounds from a Bring lots of stare. Space out. Oh, but she was expensive. To the fairgrounds from a The bloody toy.